Oh, we got Tyler. We got Andy. We got the boys from the 218. They are fully tuned in. Guys, how are we doing? Doing well. Really can't complain. Um, had a day off today. Hit the river. Had a couple brews. Watching some hockey. Mm-hmm. I figured you'd be watching those hockey games today. Oh, absolutely. Nothing better to do. Nothing better to do. I agree. Uh, how about you, Tyler? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, I had to work today, but uh, got home. Unfortunately, worked during the Twins game, so I kind of had to catch up on the facts uh, after I got home. But seems that I am happy with the way everything shook out today. And I talk about so yeah, nothing to complain about on my right, end either. Okay. What what you do today? What's going on? How yeah, you, you know, I had myself a day off too. It was a random Tuesday that I uh, got off. I don't work a normal job like the normal world, so hey, I get a random Tuesday off. I'm going to make the best of it. So what I like to do, guys, is on my days off, I like to go to a random bar, restaurant. I like to go by myself. I like to roll solo. I like to go in, try out a bloody, get some lunch, and watch a baseball game. So today, I decided to go to Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Really cool spot. Nice little bowling alley. Had to make a reservation for one. That was kind of weird. Never done that before. But, you know, everywhere you go now, you got to make a reservation. But anyways, guys, I got there. The um, hostess, she was like, you know, you just want to sit at the bar with me. We can uh, get you right here. Turn on the game for you. Honestly, felt like I was at home watching the game. Look across the bar. We got an old time. Uh, Todd, we started talking baseball. I honestly was live from Park Tavern. This guy claims he was best friends with Kent Herbeck. Um, could be just blowing smoke up my <laughs> my ass. <laughs> I think I'm he... best friends with Kent Herbeck, but okay. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I remember when you were telling me that you and Kent used to, you know, play uh, Little League together. Isn't that right, yeah. Andy? Yeah. Yeah. Played <laughs> so, pond yeah. hockey together growing and up. And pond yeah. hockey, yes, in Bloomington, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy just blows a lot of smoke up my, uh, my ass. But, you know, he knew his baseball a little bit. He was – kind of all over the place he's sitting there saying how last year he wishes we would have started Jake Odorizzi in game three of the uh, playoff game which if I'm not mistaken Jake Odorizzi did start game three of the playoff game because I was there and it was a shit show and he pitched well but no the guy he was good guys uh we had a good talk I was there for about five innings sucked down a good bloody um nothing special about the bloody it's just zing zang it's not a local or a homemade mix but it was still really good I had a good time and, you know, I just love going out by myself and treating myself like that. So, guys, that brings me to my first question. How do you guys feel about dining out or going to a bar alone? Is this something you guys have ever done or do? <laughs> um, yeah, frequently. frequently? I, uh, actually, I actually really like that you brought that up because I think, I mean, for sure it's a stigma thing if, yeah. like, you know, you go somewhere by yourself. But, like, I think it's also a stigma thing to be, like, a grown ass man coming in there. Yeah, we got Ty back. He uh, he dipped out for a hot second. Okay, uh, he's back in. Yeah, technical issues there, but I'm back, so we're good. You back in, Ty? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Anyway, so I mean, I really enjoy that. You know, having that. It, I mean, it's really self care if you can just Big go thing. and sit down with yourself. Yep. And just have a meal and like, it's just eating. Like, it's just eating. I mean, like, that's all you're, you're just going there to eat food and just hang out. Like, yeah, it feels a little weird every now and then, especially I only really feel weird in two situations. Mm-hmm. If I see someone that I know, <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Like, like a group of people that I know, if they see me sitting by myself at the bar, I might be like, uh, hey, you know, um, but also, I mean, 
I I really just like don't care, mm-hmm. and that's the other that's the other really freeing thing. It's just like I'm here to get my Bloody Mary and yep. my cheeseburger or whatever, um, or you, you know whatever I'm gonna get during the day, and then you know what I can watch this hockey game, and like I can you know hang out. Mm-hmm. I can like my favorite thing to do. I was studying abroad in uh, yeah. London, England, um, this last fall, and so like. It was a tough thing not having – I mean, we're six hours ahead over there. So, like, NFL games, if I wanted to watch the Minnesota – like, the, the Vikings, if they had a noon game, it would start at 6 p.m. Good God. So, it's one of those things where, like – and, like, oh, don't even get me started on the primetime games. I don't know how many <laughs> I stayed up for it. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, I'll go to a bar and I'll order something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sit there and I'll watch whatever's on the TV until I'm done with whatever I ordered. And then I'm gone. And there's no, I mean, there's no, I don't feel bad about that at all. Yeah, I don't think there's no shame in dining alone. I think it uh, is a sign of someone who's comfortable in their own skin. I feel like it's just like people that are scared to do it. They're just not quite comfortable in their own skin. So, you know, I I figured, you know, I'd ask you guys how you feel. Tyler, do you ever, do you ever do this? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, everybody got to eat. Yeah. And (laughs) if you're going to eat, you might and if that means going and sitting down somewhere, then you might as well enjoy a meal. Uh, but like Andrew was saying, I think there's a certain aspect of being, you know, just comfortable with yeah. being by yourself. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Very and sure. I think people conflate the two. They say, well, I don't have anybody with me, so I'm lonely. But that's not always the case. You can be by yourself. You can be alone without being lonely. That is very true. Very, very true. true. Yep. So, guys, we are moving on. I just had to throw that topic out there because I thought that'd be kind of fun to uh, hit on. But oh, this absolutely. is yeah. Ketter Twin Talk live from the 612 in apartment 202. And the Minnesota Twins are 8-2. and two. They are tied. 9-2. 9-2. Nine, nine nine two. Two. Me- I'm sorry. I forgot we had a game today. 9-2. and two. The Minnesota Twins have the second best record in baseball, only behind, of course, the Bronx Bombers, who – Honestly, look like they might lose five to six games all year, guys. Yeah. But this is the best start in franchise history, tied for the best start. And uh, the Twins look outstanding, guys. Um, some cold, hard facts just to uh, wrap up why they're off to this great start. And I never thought I'd be saying this in my uh, short lifetime here, but the Minnesota Twins bullpen is actually lights out. Yeah. Um, they're lights out. They're posting a 31.9% strikeout percentage. That is the best in baseball. Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, Cody Stashek, Taylor Rogers, they literally look like you cannot touch them. And then you throw Sergio Romo in there, who gives up hits, but not hard contact. Uh, guys, I mean, they've pitched 39 innings as a bullpen, a combined 2.77 ERA, 50 strikeouts, and the opponent's batting average, a mere 200. That is excellent, guys. How do you feel about the Minnesota Twins bullpen? Did you ever think we would have a solid bullpen? Not this well, solid at home. I will say that off the bat. Okay. Okay. You know, I mean, going back to when I was, you know, a fair amount younger, we had good relievers. So it wasn't a, you know, if you go back in the day, you look at Jesse Crane, Matt Carrera, <laughs> Jim Nathan, like those guys could, those guys could deal, um, could. you know, and we had some down years in between now and then. But um, I think you've seen, you know, a, a lot of homegrown arms and I think that's a big thing you know with uh Wes Johnson I really think both with the starting rotation and the bullpen has been able to work wonders um and I know Brandon you mentioned the um the the bullpen ERA Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that ERA is including that one outing in Chicago when I want to say it was Smelter and Latell yep. got shelled. Seeing I'm looking right here, Smelter's ERA for the season is 11.57, <laughs> and Latell is at 12.0. Yep. <laughs> uh, not great there, but uh, I would be more number crunching than I think I'm capable of. But if you took out that one outing, I'd be mm. curious to see what the bullpen ERA would be oh, after that. Because, oh my goodness, you know, Thielbard did give up a couple today, but also we're going to have to talk about that. He hasn't pitched in the major since 2015, <laughs> so it was a hot outing yes. from him today. But yeah, bullpen looks great. Um, I have no complaints with their performance so exactly. far. Exactly, and then, sure. uh, you know, their starting staff, I mean, has been excellent. We do need Jake Odorizzi back. Um, it hurts to see Homer and Hill you know, go on this little injured list. I'm I'm not sure if they're actually injured or this is just Rocco's rest and recovery. You know how Rocco is, guys. He, you know, you got a little tweak, you got a little cold, you got a little sniffle, you're sitting. And then I don't hate it, but it makes me a little frustrated when, uh, you know, yesterday we had to throw out Lewis Thorpe um, and he's not going to ever start on the Minnesota Twins again. He maybe could start on two teams in the uh, Major League Baseball, if you ask me. But we get those guys back and healthy, which they're fine. I think Rocco's just just being cautious. We're, we're aiming towards October and uh, it's, it's a scary approach because I hate to see us lose to, I mean, we didn't lose to Pittsburgh yesterday, but we damn well could have. Um, but when you have the best offense in baseball, you kind of just sit back and say, well, we're going to come back. I mean, I never felt like we were out of the game yesterday down four zero and we came back and won in walk off fashion, boys, Nelson Cruz gets soaked in hand sanitizer. How do you feel about that? <laughs> It, it's, it's 2020 cool. like dog obviously like that was always going to happen <laughs> that was one of the goofiest things i've probably ever witnessed um <laughs> him hitting that ball. i'm just happy it was you know hand sanitizer that was like lightly you know kind of playfully put on there and they weren't like spraying them with Lysol right. or anything like that because we got we got games to play boys that's all oh, I that say, was funny you know? man i was uh I was watching a report from Kepler. He was being interviewed, and he said as soon as uh, Nelson Cruz hit that baseball, Rocco was screaming, screaming from the dugout, make sure to practice social distancing. Like, he did not want to get anyone in trouble. He does not want to spread COVID. That's Rocco. He's a stud. Um, that was funny. Did you guys get to watch it live, or were you guys uh, watching some hockey? No, I, I did watch it live. And the thing was, is I mean, as soon as he hit it, I knew – I mean, it was game. Because even if Cole mm-hmm. Tucker caught that ball in center – which I don't think he was going to, given that misplay he had on that Kepler line that drive. But um, even if he makes that catch, that's an easy take from third, that deep in the gap. So uh, you know, uh, it was a game. As soon as I saw Cruz make that contact, so I was, I was, I was pumped. You know, I I wanted to give up on yeah. watching the game when we were down four 0 but I said no, I'm gonna tough it out, and uh, you know, I was rewarded for my patience. Absolutely, guys. And uh, I mean, where do you even begin with Nelson Cruz, guys? He is batting a 700 average when he's got runners in scoring position and a 688 with runners on base. That leads MLB, guys. That uh, 700, he's lights out. You, I've never seen anyone hit like this. He's, I mean, I guess the second best hitter in baseball right now because you got to put Aaron Judge ahead of him, barely. But Nelson Cruz is, in my opinion, the MVP of the league right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's under 50 at bats as well. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah, I've never never seen a hitter in my life. We've never seen numbers. Oh, God, no, no. He is leading the Twins in just throughout every offensive category. Most runs scored, most hits, 
uh, tied for the most doubles with Kepler, um, tied for the most home runs with Kepler, uh, 15 RBIs, 29 total bases. Um, you know, strikeouts are a thing, but when you take hacks like Nelson Cruz, you're, you're going to strike out. And honestly, in today's game of baseball, you don't get beat up you for know. too many strikeouts. Uh, you know, especially looking at the th- three true outcomes, you know, strikeouts – People are going to beat you up for that. Um, I mean, he's hitting 395 <laughs> OPS over 1100. That's incredible, and he's 40 years I mean, old. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, honestly, if I'm if I'm Falvey and Levine in the front office, yeah. I'm giving him another two. Amen. Especially if if the National League moves to a DH again next year, there that doubles the amount of teams that have a spot for Nelson Cruz because to be honest, no one wants to put him in right field. No one. No one. No. You don't want to do it. But if there are another, you know, if the entire National League is looking at a DH, there's going to be a lot of teams that might want to oh, make absolutely. a push for him. I don't see that. So I hope that we can – Go ahead, Tyler. I hope yeah, that we can absolutely. lock him back up. I hope that we can lock Cruz back up. I mean, that's that's really all that needs to be said. Seems to be defying age. And, I mean, you know, with the low-stress position, of position, if you want to call it that, of DH, I mean, sheesh. He could play for another two or three years, Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm, I'm screaming, pay the man, get him locked in for two more years. Um, like you said, that was a great point you brought up about the NL, possibly going to DH. Like, who's not going to want Nelson Cruz on your team? He's, I mean, if he's going to perform this way, he's going to be wanted by every team. And and God forsake he lands in, uh, I don't even want to say it, but New York. And, you know, God forsake that. Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, we just lock that man ah. in. We got the money. We can pay him. Let's – he. Honestly, the guy is like our backup manager, but he plays. It's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, I would say. I mean, the thing. I, I, maybe it's just because I really enjoy the the movie Moneyball, mm-hmm. which I think everybody does. But he leads the league right now with 17 hits. He's tied for that with Kyle Lewis from um, the yeah, Mariners, that's a guy. and he has 15 RBIs <laughs> in 11 games, like. I don't care. I don't care what he does otherwise. But if he's getting on base and he's scoring runs, pay the man. That's half of the game of baseball. <laughs> Just pay the man. Good Lord. Don't even question it. Just pay him. And then, I mean, yeah, he's old. But, like, he's – like you said, he's working as Rocco Baldelli. He's, pro- he's probably older than Rocco Yes, He actually is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you can't just – like, literally, c- come on, guys. What are we doing here? You, you have a manager that is a player, exactly. basically. And point. probably your best hitter. And it's just, I don't know, we'll probably never see anything like that in baseball for a while. And I absolutely love that he's a Minnesota twin. I think he's just a great asset to the team. Seems like a really good human being as well. So it's just, it's fun, guys. Um, so, I mean, here we go. I mean, we got a small sample size, guys. Obviously, we know this is a 60-game season. The Minnesota Twins have shown you what they're all about. In a normal year, you guys, this would equal up to a twenty-five and five record. That would be yeah. awesome. Um, is it fair to say the Minnesota Twins are the third best team in baseball, guys? Um, try to change my mind. I, I want to get some banter here. I put uh, New York in front of them. I put the Los Angeles Dodgers in front of them, barely, and oh. then I go the Minnesota oh. Twins. Please try to change my mind if you can. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. this one because I had a gut reaction to that. Good. Uh, I like the Dodgers. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big – I mean, it's probably – I mean, Vince Scully on his, on his, in his south. I mean, <laughs> other than Burt, I mean, I don't know who else I like to call a baseball game besides, I, like, 
Gary Thorne for the when the Orioles were good. Um, Bold call. Which, that dates itself. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time. But anyway, I like the Dodgers, but I really would put the Braves in second mm. place right now, I think. Okay. Obviously, the Yankees are cruising. The Yankees are cruising. They're doing their thing. But god damn, dude. Atlanta, like, like there's something I gotta, I gotta yeah, hop in. in there. Hop in. I got to hop in. They just, in, the Braves just lost Soroka for the season yep. with a torn Achilles. All right, all right. Fine. And they had, that that they changes had, things, but that changes things. I just wanted to however, throw that out there. However, yeah. I would still put them at the number number two Wait, team. Wait, so they're a resilient Andy, Andy. team. They're young. They're strapped. Andy, you yeah, go Dodgers. You go Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, Twins. No, no, no. I go Yankees, Twins. Dot. No, no, no. Okay. So, hold on. You got to yes, switch yes. it up here. Let me let me hop back. So, Yankees are the okay, number one okay. team in baseball. I'm comfortable with that. I mean, I don't like it, but yep. I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I would put the Braves at number okay. two. Losing, I mean, what did you say? He it was the Achilles or really ACL? messed it up. Yeah, that's that. I'm okay. So, not knowing, I'm going to do two lists now. <laughs> not knowing that before, I would put them at two, and then I would put the Dodgers and then the Twins. However, knowing that now, I would probably flip that. I put the Dodgers at two. The Braves at three, and then the Twins at four. Okay, but the thing about the Twins is like, we can be a great baseball team. I mean, we are a great baseball team. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but we don't have a large market in Minnesota, nope. so people don't take us as seriously. We're not in New York. We're not in LA, and even like Atlanta. Atlanta's in there with like, I mean, Florida. Oh, yeah, it's right hot Atlanta, now. baby. Well, like it's hot. Like that's what I mean. Like it's it's Atlanta is a lot like Nashville. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler is more experienced with that, but I mean. I've never been. I just know that Atlanta is yep. popping. City. So, I mean, it's like a fun, hip market. So, obviously, they're not going to put us ahead of them. <laughs> you know, it's just in my mind. It's even like uh, the like uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. They kind of, like, sprung up the last season, too, uh, with all their su- success or whatever. But it's like a young, fun market. So, like, their fans will pretty much just do whatever they want. Um, we had, like, Nashville, when they made the Nashville Predators made a run, they had, like, the uh, Titans linemen show up <laughs> in like overalls, smashing beers over Good their heads God. and drinking dillies and throwing yeah. like catfish on the ice and <laughs> stuff like that. Just having a blast. Just a honky and, old time. I mean, when you, when you have like when you have a like a market for that, and I think like God bless Kirk Cousins for trying <laughs> to like make Minnesota a brand. Like Kirk Cousins, like advertise. He tries to advertise Minnesota like Drew Brees tries to advertise New he Orleans. Does. And it just doesn't work because, like, Minnesota is, like, so unique in its own. And it's so big that you can't just be like, oh, I love Minneapolis yeah. or, like, whatever. You know what I mean? That's not going to sell you, no, you make in, a, solid a like, national yeah. market. It, it, does, it does a good job. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Like, we have some good PR and whatever, but it's just not the okay. same. So, I mean, we I really think that's why. And, like, Minnesota is so far away from everything else. So, like, people – like, we're north of Chicago. Oh, yeah. We're so people are just like, a lot oh, of people think God. the United Where States ends in Chicago. Like, <laughs> like oh, that's as yeah, far north no, as the United States goes. <laughs> exactly. And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, Detroit is more north than us, too, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah. like, people don't think about that. Just a lost city over there in Detroit. No, they just think that we're living in, like, igloos and, you know, eating fish to survive. Like, it was pretty funny. Like, even – I'll bring it up again. When I studied abroad – People are like, I would be like, oh, I'm from Minnesota. And they'd be like, oh, what? Like, they're like, you live, you live next to Prince? <laughs> I'd be like, 
No. And they'd be like, oh, so you hang out with Lizzo? Yeah. <laughs> no, not not exactly. Uh, I live, I live like, by Canada. Oh, that's great. That's like, actually hilarious. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah. No, literally, like, and then you would be like, oh, I live an hour from Duluth. And they'd be like, what's oh. Duluth? And you'd be like, ah, uh, I don't. <laughs> Just. I don't know. Trampled by turtles. I live at MOA. Like, I live I at Mall of America. There. Enough? Enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I live at the airport, yeah. okay? That's all you need I to know. I live right next to it. <laughs> I live right next to it. Yep. I'm basically in Absolutely. The so you put the Braves in front of the Twins, not off of talent, but due to the market. Is that, is that my understanding? Due to the market. Uh, and, like, I mean, they are – like, you have to give the Braves some credit. I mean, what do you do after Chipper, don't, yeah. Chipper Jones? Like, I mean, the Twins had a nice, like, gradual, like, uh, passing the torch oh, from yeah. Mauer. Like, that was the real question mark was, like, how are we going to move on? It's going to be the same thing with Wild when Koivu moves yeah. on. But, like – how do you move on from a Joe Mauer? Just a solid grinder that literally, I mean, like, he did not, like, screw the Twins over nope. at all. He knew his role and he owned he it. Did. And that's really, like, that's why he's one of the most respected baseball players. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm not going to put Atlanta in front of the Twins, but I, I don't hate your take. I think Atlanta is a good good baseball team. They, they honestly remind me of the NL version of the Twins. They're young. They're yeah. powerful. Oh, they're yeah. Swaggy. They're very similar. They're, very yeah, they're good. They're the NL version of the Minnesota Twins. I would love to see a rematch of the World Series go uh, go Twins-Braves again. I think that'd be a great World Series. Uh, but, yeah, I get your take there. I can't can't put them above the Twins. Tyler, what's your power rankings, uh, one through four, let's just say? Um, I mean, uh, it hurts to say it, but I, I have to put the yeah. Yankees number I one. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got Garrett Cole is just – I mean, Monster. he is ace. Yeah. Um, Aaron Judge literally cannot yeah. stop hitting home runs. Um, you know, and they've got Paxton, they've got Tanaka, they've got a decent bullpen. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the Twins, don't get me wrong, the Twins have good heavy hitters as well. But um, I mean, you know, the Yankees they're the Yankees. are yeah. they're legit. They're legit. Um, for me here, it's it's a toss up between the Dodgers okay. and the Twins. I think I think I would lean Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I really would because you have yeah. Kershaw, you've got Bueller. You know now, okay, they're missing my Aiden Hill because they're true. Twins now. But you know, you've got Cody Hello. Bellinger, you've got Jock Peterson, Mookie Betts. <laughs> I, I have to go with the Dodgers. Mookie Betts, David Price. I have to mm-hmm. go with the Dodgers, but I would put the Twins three. Um, and honestly, I would, I don't know. I, I would either go Tampa or the Cubs like at four. Like that. Yeah. Tampa's concerning. They've lost five in a row. Tampa. I mean, you know, with that, with rotation. Is they are, filthy. they have a great, great rotation. And I honestly thought they were maybe going to be a little better than the twins this year, but so far they don't look very good. No. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a toss up. I, I really, I, I don't know. The Cubs have looked okay. Cubs look good. Um, I think the league is top heavy this year. I do. I think so. Right. You know, I, I think it's, it's funny it's, that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. I, I think it'd be hard to. You know, you could make an argument for a lot of teams in that four to eight range. I yeah, think, depending on who has the hot hand in any week. But I think the three best teams in order this year are the Yankees, Dodgers, and Twins. I don't think yeah. there's any question about that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I fall. And then yeah, I, I put Atlanta just, you know, right in that mix. Give give or take the day. Um, I agree. I think that are your four best baseball teams. And I absolutely love the fact that, 
all three of us didn't throw this team in there because we're biased, I'm sure, because the whole nation hates them. But they're still a good baseball team. The Houston cheating Astros were not mentioned in this conversation. Thank you, guys. Um, I can't stand Houston. The Astros shouldn't even be in the top ten. That's all I have yeah, to say. Just like, they just don't – I mean, they're not producing, and, like, everyone is just, like, fed up with yeah. it. But that's a totally different thing. Again, we talked about this last week. You said it last week, and I would like to say it this week. But fire Manfred, please. Get rid of his dumb ass. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I'm an NFL fan. I'm an mm-hmm. NHL fan. I hate both of those commissioners equally. Yeah. For stupid shit that they've done, but Manfred, like he just didn't do his. He's job. a joke, man. And then he, he, then he suspended he Joe Kelly. Didn't do his job. What? And really, I just I like when people do. Like, if I have to pick between someone that does something and someone that does nothing, I'm gonna pick the person that does something, mm-hmm. even if the whole thing blows up in their face and like you know they have to be saved by someone else. Like, I would rather watch that than yeah. someone that's just like, well, I don't know. You know He's I a know. puppet up there, man. He's a puppet. Yeah. He suspended Joe Kelly eight games. Like, Yeah, what is that about? <laughs> and, and Joe West is still in the league? Are you, yeah. Like, what is going on? I don't know. He's a joke. I don't know what it takes. I guess I'd have to look into it more, how, how you actually do get rid of a – a commissioner. I don't even. I honestly, guys, I know nothing I, about commissioners. How do they even get to their position? How do they? Is it like a term? Like, what do you? I can even look into that. I think you. It might I think be you make you. a deal with the devil and then you die. Yeah, sell your soul. My, <laughs> not, yeah. I think it might. Maybe if the owners got together and said, "We really don't like this guy," but I, I don't really know. I'm just spitballing on that one. Yeah, I would say because actually today during the game, uh, Morno and uh, Premier were just you know doing their thing, how they get on those weird little rants and uh bramer's like you know justin you should you should be the commissioner of baseball and uh justin chuckled of course and he said well i need to get the owners behind me so you're right it is uh have something to do with the owners but yeah justin morneau trevor bauer i don't care someone besides rob freaking manfred no it's it has to be trevor bauer it has i love bauer love him (laughs) he's a savage even though max kepler is his dad he's still he's his father yes and you know what guys i would have loved if we had trevor bauer on the minnesota twins i would have loved that i i Begged for it last year. Didn't happen. He's just a fun guy. He's a, well, so far he's lights out this year too. Um, guys, I want to do a little, uh, little fun game here and here's how we're going to do this. So I want to know so far, you have to give me your most impressive position player on the Minnesota twins so far and your most impressive pitcher. But the thing is we cannot have the same player. None of us can. Okay. So I'm not going to go first because I don't want to cheat because I think we all probably yeah. have the same guy here. So, Tyler, who is your most impressive position player right now on the Minnesota Twins, the guy that just stood out to you the most, and then your most impressive pitcher? Go ahead, Tyler. You can think about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, just looking at the stats here, mm-hmm. I, you know, I might have to go – I don't know. That's it is tough. tough. That's tough. That's tough. You know, oh my goodness. Because uh, I know what you guys want to say, and I'm going to let you say that. <laughs> ah, someone's got to do it before um, me, though. <laughs> well, it's fine. I'm gonna, um, I'm, honestly, I'm going to try hard not to, and I think we're all going to try hard not to, and I hope that we don't say the same thing. <laughs> I really, I hope, like, I hope. Okay, fine. If no here. one says it at the end, we'll all say it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all have to, we have to talk. We can't just, like, fly by it. Like, you know what I mean? God. Okay. Um, I mean, I. Just looking at the numbers, aside from the obvious, I would say I would probably go with Eddie Rosario. Um, four, times, 
fourth on the team in hits, um, third on the team in total bases, um, hitting 250, OPS slightly under 800. You know, he could probably bump that up given that he's a guy with some pop in his bat. Um, but, you know, a small sample size right yeah. now, uh, 36 at bats. Um, like I said, his numbers are are doing are, are pretty good. Um, he's, you know, he's had some timely hits. Yeah. He is second on the team in RBIs right there. So that I mean that's that's giant for the twins right there when you're getting production from from Rosie. And you know, he started out the year a little timid, and I think it's because he was trying to swing at pitches in the yeah. zone. But Rosario does not need to do that. He will go yard off a of pitch at his eyes, and he will go yard off a of pitch at his shins. And obviously that can get him into trouble. Don't get me wrong, but um just, you know, when Eddie's free to fly loose, he can he can let it rip. Uh, you know, on base percentage at 325, I think we could definitely get that number north of 350 climbing towards 400. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he, uh, I forget who it was, but he uh, – no, he gunned Lindor yeah, the yeah. other day. With yeah. the Indian. Lindor took a big turn, and the run was going to score no matter what. It didn't matter. But Rosario just threw a strike and threw out Lindor oh, in second. And by so, like 15 feet. Yeah. yeah, so, um, I mean, aside from the obvious, yes, I would go with Rosario as my most impressive position player. I freaking love that take, Tyler. He is my favorite Twins player. I have his jersey. I have his freaking socks. I love Eddie Rosario, and uh, I know you I said mean, you were – go ahead. He coined Bombas. Yeah. He coined that. He started that. Yeah, we are the Bomba I squad have, because of Eddie. I have the Bomba squad shirt somewhere around my room, and it's all, because, it's all because of Eddie. Absolutely. I agree. I, I love Eddie Rosario, and uh, I don't know. You said you were working today, but – he had a great game. He had bases loaded um, early in the game, and he poked, and I mean poked his bat out there. And the exit velo, he just slapped it right through the gap because there was a massive gap between uh, third and short. He literally stuck his bat out there. The exit velo off of his bat was 69 miles per hour. The ball just trickled. Nice. And it's just like Eddie, nice. he just looked at the dugout, smiled, laughed. Everyone laughed. Like, that's just Eddie. Swings at garbage, but he hits it. I love that take. That's a great take, Tyler. How about your uh, uh, pitcher? Who's the best arm so far? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, sheesh. Um, that was a big pause there. I was ready, <laughs> I was ready to go, but well, Andy, you, can, I, but, hey. you can bring in your you bring in your offensive player. How about Andy? Let's just let's do yeah. Let's do our offensive guy and then we'll do okay our okay like that. We we don't need to go to the bullpen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I still got to think of my bullpen. Pick, okay. But uh, if we're talking again, if we're talking on the numbers here. There's one guy that I just kind of have a soft spot for, and it's probably because we have the same initials, but Alex Avila (laughs) just gets out there, and he's got a sick beard. The double A's. And, like, I love – I really it's a really minor thing that sways me, but, like, it just makes me – like, it woos me over a little bit. But, like, Avila has, like, a neck – like, his neck protector on his, like, chest plate – his chest protector or whatever. Mm. Um it says his last name. On it does. And it's just like a little thing that just like when he flips his mask up, it just looks sick that his last name is right under his face. I don't know why, but like, I love looking at that. <laughs> so, I mean, not only that, but like he doesn't, he's like a backup quarterback yeah. at this point. Like Mitch Garver, it, I mean, Garve sauce. The That's sauce. all I need to say. He was unbelievable. last he was. year. He was lost. In, he was literally lost <laughs> in the sauce last year. So like we have, um, you know, La Tortuga behind yeah. him. And then we have Alex Avila, who, I mean, through four games, he's had 12 at-bats. 
But in those 12 at-bats, he's batting 250. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, he struck out twice. He's driven in two RBIs and has two yeah. runs on three yeah. hits. So I mean, Production. Like, but he's only played four games. Like, that's the crazy thing to me is, like, I mean, he doesn't have to be Mitch no. And I know that he knows that, but I just love that he can come into this role, pick up some hits, drive in some runs, and, like, that's all you need in the postseason. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? Andy, like, yeah. if we can put a Vila in for an inning and a half or two innings at, at the most in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he picks up a hitter or two or what, even if he walks, I mean, he's is if he can find a way to get on, he's gonna drive in runs. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, purely on the the fact that if you get on base, you're gonna eventually yeah. score. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do agree with Tyler. I do like his take on Rosario. Rosario has been playing well. Yeah. And I really enjoyed Rosario being able to flip-flop between two roles of, like, Buxton's our ace, mm-hmm. Buxton's our center fielder. But also Rosario going, Buxton's also injured. Exactly. And when I need to pick up a Bomba or I need to pick up a three, like, a, a you know, an extra base hit or make a big catch, I'm there. I agree. Yeah. I'm there to do that. I don't have to be Byron Buxton, but when Byron Buxton isn't there, I need to take over. Yeah, that's And he does. He's, he's, he's very – he's proven in game in and game out that he can do that. Yeah. Especially in that Boston series. Oh, last year. Good God. God. I mean, I freaking unbelievable. Almost peed my pants when he gunned out a uh, freaking uh, Devers at home plate to end the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Just a cannon. So, I mean, like, that's that's kind of what I look like when I look at it. When I look at guys like Avila and Rosario, their names are usually next to each other. Okay. Like, I mean, that statistically, and I mean that, like, even in my head, like, those are just two solid guys that I go, you know what? Mm-hmm. If it's October, I'm going to count on those two guys, and I know that they're going to show Wow, up. Andy, I really like that. I did not did not expect you to pick that player at all. Like, if you gave me I, a... I had to show some love. I had to show <laughs> some If you gave me a list of, like, 10 Twins players to pick from, he'd be, like, at 16. And uh, you make a good point. You really do. I mean, I don't know. Like, today was a really good point. He was catching today. And uh, um, Jose was frustrated with the call from the uh, home plate umpire. He was frustrated. He said something. He yelled. The ump hurt him, yeah. and Alex immediately got up, ran out there, calmed his pitcher down. Like you're getting that veteran presence, that that comfort at home plate when you have Alex Avila behind the plate. He's gonna calm down Jose. He's gonna take care of this young bullpen. He's a huge piece. Um, he was really good. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he. If you speak of unsung heroes, I mean, he's one of them. Yeah, yeah. And you need you need guys in a locker room like that that just can like bring like the tension in a room yep, just down. Yep, yep, he's right up there. And I, I really just enjoy I enjoy watching him play. Uh I mean it's not always pretty like I said, but when he shows up, he shows yeah. up. And that's really a big part. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You put him right up there with uh Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson when it comes to you know bullpen present or not bullpen presence, uh locker room locker presence. Room. Yeah. It's yeah. just Absolutely. It's just that guy you want. I would love to see him out of the bullpen. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> Alex Avila pitching from take. I hope that spreads across Minnesota. <laughs> Rocco, if you're listening, call him. <laughs> Rocco, give him yeah. a chance. Let's see what he can do. Give him a chance. <laughs> no, that's a well, AA out there. Let's see what. Yeah, that's a hot. Take. Who would you? Who would you go with here, Kat? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, well, I'm gonna avoid it too, but because we can all, you know, touch base. We already touched base on the man. Oh, we definitely already. Talked yeah. So, too, so like, <laughs> I'm gonna throw out another guy who I'm. I'm a huge fan of this guy. The uh, straight out of Berlin, the motherland himself, Max Kepler. Um, guys, he obviously started the season off with uh, two Bombas, first pitch of the season, and then he got really cold, and I mean really cold. Max Kepler started slumping, and you know it, it was what four games, and that felt like forever, but it wasn't. Max Kepler's back into form. He is stroking the baseball. He's smiling. 
He's playing good baseball. He's lights out in right field. Like talk about an underrated outfielder. The guy does his job. He catches the ball. He makes good plays. He's got a cannon on him. Max Kepler so far this year, I think is, is as good as we need and want Max Kepler to be. Um, he's batting a 270 average. He's got three home runs, um, 10 hits. I mean, six RBIs. That's, I mean, what, what do you want? You know, that's, that's right on pace for a Max Kepler season. I would like to see him bat around 280 at the end of the year. I'm, well, with the 60 game season, I, I would hope that'd be more, but in a normal world, I'd like to see Max Kepler be right around that 280, 285 mark. Um, his OPS right now is 884. Max Kepler is, he's stroking and uh, he's, playing his position well he's a guy that you know you just plug him into the lineup every day and it's max kepler you feel good he's gonna lead off or bat like freaking seventh and you don't care where he's at in the lineup because he's gonna get his job done so i'm gonna have to go with max kepler guys i uh, think he's an absolute stud out there in right field and he's starting to really see the ball at the plate so max kepler. yeah and a note on kepler uh he today was 0 for <laughs> 0 with two runs scored he had four walks and a sack fly yep. He's the only, uh, joins Chuck Knobloch is the only twins to have five or more plate appearances in a game and zero official events. <laughs> That's great. I saw that stat. I'm so glad you brought that up because I couldn't quite find it. Thanks for saving me. That was great. Yes, that's and amazing. <laughs> I'm also going to be honest. When we said position players, I was not counting DH. So yeah. I thought we were all going to say Kepler. Okay. Oh, where are you? That's who I thought. Wow. So that's, okay. that's why I would have right. originally I made got that more clear. You're right. But. Uh, so Honestly, anyway. if, I, if we're being that ass honest here, which I hope we are mm. as men, men, men to men, men uh, drinking beer. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought you were going to say a, a rise, Tyler. Yeah. I, you know, I honestly, and like, honestly, I wouldn't be upset if he did because I mean, he's he's stepped into his role as well. He has um, his numbers this season aren't great. You know, he's only hitting 212 on base percentage under 300, um, yes. slugging 212, which means that. All of his hits have been singles, which, I mean, that's – I mean, it's fine. I think Arises, he's just not ramped up to the season yet, and I think he'll get there. Mm. Uh, I think he could be a key piece on a Twins championship run, obviously. But um, so far, we just haven't quite seen it from him this year. Yeah, I agree. It is early, It is early too. I mean, it is early. 10 games in, 11 games in now. Yeah. Um, that, that's part of it too, but yeah. For sure. Yeah, I love Arise. I think he, you know, potentially be a, a future uh, batting championship, uh, AL batting championship. Yeah, for sure. I really oh, do. Um, but yeah. he's slumping hard. He's, I think he's like 0 for 8, 0 for 9 in his last nine at-bats. But, <laughs> you know, it, he'll yeah. be fine. Um, obviously, the most impressive Minnesota Twins player in general right now, and we talked about him, is Nelson Cruz. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. If you guys have anything else you want to say about Nelson Cruz, fire away. But Nelson Cruz. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've pretty much – we pretty much. I think we, yeah, I don't there. think we could really like, you know, build him up anymore. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, guys, I'm going to. But he's the pinnacle. He is. Right he's, now, he's the MVP sure. of the freaking league. Um, I'm going to oh, jump right into my bullpen guy because I love this guy and I used to hate this guy. <laughs> Tyler Duffy is lights out, you guys. Um, I've never seen Tyler Duffy. Well, th- towards the end of last year, Tyler Duffy was this Tyler Duffy. He is going up. And he is so confident and so just almost cocky when he's up there. He has that look in his face that I'm going to strike you out. I'm going to throw my stuff at your stuff and my stuff's better than your stuff. So good luck. And I love that out of Tyler Duffy. He's got fire. He's got heart. He is posting a 0.00 ERA. That is the zeros across the board. And four innings pitched with eight strikeouts, a whip at 0.2. 
5-0. Guys, Tyler Duffy has not even really given up a hit so far this year. I think he's doing great out of the bullpen. I think he is our setup man in the eighth. I like to see him in the seventh sometimes, like when we're playing, let's say, the Yankees. Um, I'd like to see him be, you know, coming in the game earlier. We could go him in the seventh. Romo makes me nervous against, uh, you know, a good hitting team. But, yeah, Tyler Duffy, guys, he is going to be my most impressive bullpen, most impressive uh, pitcher on the Twins roster right now so far. Yeah, I mean that's that's who I was that's who I was looking at. So I was. I think we all had we definitely all had the same. Picture. Oh shit! Really? That's, that's kind of that's kind of the yeah. It's kind of just a note on Duffy. He's rocking an eighteen point oh K per nine right now. Are you kidding me? I wish I was. Oh. Well, no, I wish. I mean, I don't wish I was. But yeah, yeah, yeah eighteen point oh. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The Duffinator. <laughs> No, I mean, we were talking about the caveman a little bit last week, but, like, I would put Duffy and Cave kind of in that same category yeah, of just, yeah. like, guys that I'm just, like, you know what? If they didn't play for the Twins, I probably wouldn't oh, root hey. for them. But they do root – like, they, they play well. So, it's just, like, I have to root for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Um, if, if we're hopping on, though, I would like to talk about my pitch. Yeah, let's that. see what you got. Um, and, like, I really – I'm really conflicted in this because, like – I kind of, I really, like, I compared Rich Hill to Derrick Rose last you week. Did. And I do not, I do not, like, take that. I don't regret that. No, that was, that. That was a beautiful I, take. I, I, that's a spot on. In my mind, those two are equals, which I could get roasted for that <laughs> or whatever. But, like, no, that's that's how I, that's how my brain works. So, if you're coming after yeah. me for that. I mean, they might just hit you with brain. the D-Rose was a formerly MVP. So, be careful. Well, <laughs> right, right. But, I mean. Rich Hill pitched for the Dodgers. That's true. Come on. The Dodgers have been good since... Since you know, we've been born. <laughs> since I blinked. Yeah, basically. But, no, dude. Kansa Maeda. Love it. I mean, he's just doing... He's just doing what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, like I said before, I have a lot of respect for guys to just go out there and do what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And, I mean, I know he's old. I know he's a vet and whatever. He's not as old as Rich Hill. Thank yeah, God. thank God. Oh, thank God. But, like, you know, he he just gets it done. And it's it's really been fun to watch him in the two games that he's had. At, you know, he's, he has an ERA of 1.64 uh, through 11 innings with 12 strikeouts. Yeah. Which, if you're, if you're throwing 11 innings and you have 12 strikeouts, I, I'm okay with that at the end of the day. Um, I mean – it, it's one of those it's one of those things too where like he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to overexert himself uh and we kind of talked about that with rich hill rich hill could easily play a handful of games and be able to play in the postseason mm-hmm. i have no doubt about that uh but kenta maeda i mean he's younger so he's going to be able to he's going to be able to win some key games here and there especially like we're gonna like sweeps are basically Bread and butter. At this they point. are. If you can pick up a sweet, like we have the, we have the Pirates at home this yeah. week. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, if we don't sweep this, God, damn, exactly. Dude. Like they were two and seven coming into this series. Come, that's on. a bad, bad ball team. Um, it's just not fun to no. watch. But I, also, if we lose games, it's not going to be fun to watch. It's going to be like, oh yeah, the Twins were in my number three team, but. They, yeah. they split a series with the with the Pirates. You know what I mean? Like it's just not a good no. look. Um, but no, Kent Maeda, I just really like what he brings to the table. Uh, we talked about Rich Hill, you know, having that lefty arm presence. But like, if you can burn him with your right arm, why not? Absolutely. You know, 
No, I but yeah, that was that would be my pitcher. That is good. Kenta's great, man. I I do like seeing him out there. I have nothing but confidence when I see Kenta. Like in October, you know, game two of the playoffs, Kenta versus you name it on the I I mean Yankees roster. You name it. I'm I'm happy. I'm confident. I'd probably rather see him than Jose Barrios. Um, yeah. He's 32 years old. You're right. He's a little older. He's not. He's not no Rich Hill. He's not no Dick Mountains. But uh. You know, he's uh, he's on our team. We signed him in. Um, I like Kenta a lot. I think he's a good piece to the lineup. And, uh, yeah, so far this year, I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about the guy. He's straight executed. Tyler, where are you looking at here in the uh, in the arms category? So, I'm going I'm going dark horse. Um, I'm going Matt Whistler. Ooh. Matt uh, Whistler. Okay. All right. So, listen, here, here we are with Matt Whistler. Five and two-thirds. Innings pitch, nine strikeouts. That's good for a K per nine of 14.3. Control has been a little bit of an issue. He's got, uh, you know, four walks. Four walks is huge, though. That's it's... all I'm going to say. I don't disrespect your pick, <laughs> but, I mean, him and Randy are in the same. Randy. That's, all, that's not a good look. No, but hear, hear me out, yes. though. Hear me out. I am, I am. Is that me. Whistler's only given up two hits in those five and two-thirds, which means that his whip is only 1.06. And that's a pretty good whip. That's a pretty good whip. No runs. No one has taken him deep. No. And I must say, I'm also partial because he is married to a former Clemson cheerleader who was a smoke show. Her name was uh, Maddie Montero. Now she's Maddie Whistler, obviously. But uh, she's a smoke. Yeah, I'll be Google imaging this here shortly. She smokes? That's pretty cool. She is a smoke. She is a smoke show. But, uh, yeah, like I said, Whistler's had some great numbers. Uh, Hasn't been scored on yet. I mean, obviously, you could point to guys like Rogers and Romo as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Whistler, a little dark horse candidate. He's thrown um, second most bullpen innings behind Tyler Clippard. Ooh, there's Um, no Dobnak, obviously, with that start. They're listing him as a relief pitcher here on – Sorry, what was that, Tyler? I think we glossed you there. That start, you know, I'm not really considering. See those walks come down, but, yeah, he's yeah, looked really good this year so far. Great pick. Um, I was watching him yesterday, and uh, I, I don't know much about the guy. And uh, Dick and uh, Bert, I think it was Bert last night, they were breaking him down. He he throws a slider. He, he throws a slider. He throws a yeah. slider. And, uh, honestly, there's, what I'm thinking is he's learning, and he's picking up from Sergio Romo because, let's be honest, Sergio Romo, Slider, slider, slider. You know it's coming, and yet hitters still can't hit it. And uh, Whistler seems to have that down, too. I mean, he, he was lights out last night, and uh, yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, I wouldn't even cross my mind either, guys. That's a, that's a big pick. A couple honorable mentions. Um, Tyler Clippert. I love Tyler Clippert. Love that we got him out of Cleveland. And uh, Cody Stashak. I mean, holy cow. He's been just as good as anyone yeah. out of the pen. And then, of course, Taylor Rogers. He looks like a – Weird nerd who loves baseball more than anything in the world, and he goes out there. He doesn't smile, he doesn't blink, he throws strikes, and he gets guys out. Taylor Rogers. <laughs> uh, I mean, as far as like closers go, he's not the most fun closer to watch. Like I remember growing up and watching, you know, Joe oh. Namath go out and just own the mound. But like, I mean, Taylor Rogers, like you said, it's, it's not. He's not sexy. <laughs> he's not pretty. He just goes out there and he plays baseball. He does. And like I like at the end of the game, honestly, I would rather look at a guy that I just go, Oh, good God. You yep, know what I yep. mean? Like, just shave your face, man. Or like 
get get rid of your dirt stack exactly. or some shit. But like, I mean, yeah, you gotta hand it out to the guy. He's you know he stepped into this role. He's only pitched like four innings or whatever, but he has three saves. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, for second like, in the league. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, yeah, it's not pretty, it's not sexy, but like he's going out there and he's winning this baseball. Absolutely. Games. And at the end of the day, that's all we need in a sixty game season. Absolutely. I just want to see him, uh, see him come in the ninth against you know a big bopper team like New York or Houston, and uh, see what he can do when we have uh, a one run lead. You know, late late yeah. September October, we're gonna need to see that. Um, and wow, Tyler, Matt Whistler's wife is a gorgeous. Thank yeah. you for that piece of information. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. The guy's a real winner now. I mean, he's uh, lights out <laughs> okay. in the league. I, he's uh, going home to that. So I had to reconnect. Him. Were you guys talking about Taylor Rogers right there? We were, yes. yeah. We okay, were. yeah. I mean, the one thing that I will say as a caveat about Taylor Rogers is that the Yankees have a lot of righty bats. Yes. And with him being a lefty, that slider that he relies on so hard, if he has a day where he's leaving that over the heart of the plate, Judge and Andahar and Glaber are going to be hopping all over that thing. Oh yeah, nope. I, I, don't get me wrong. I believe in Taylor Rogers, a hundred percent. But I'm just saying that's something that you have to keep in mind. A lefty against a bat, you know, a lineup like the Yankees where they have a ton of those right-handed power bats. Absolutely, and we saw that last year in that marathon game. Uh, it was one of the, I think it was last year, one of the best games in baseball. Um, when we played the Yankees at Target Field late, late summer, and we took them into extras and. Uh, you know, the only reason we went into extras was because Taylor Rogers did blow a save. Um, it was a heck of a baseball game. Freaking Aaron Hicks robs Kepler and also hits the home run. So that was fun. But yeah, you're right. We've seen we've seen what what you know a good hitting team can do to Rogers. So that does make me nervous in the back of my mind because right now he's I mean he's dominating awful baseball teams as he should. So uh, yeah, we'll have to see when we start you know facing these bigger. Uh, bigger boppers and see what he can do. But guys, I think I'm going to turn the show over to uh, Andy and Tyler more because it is time to uh, get caught up on a little uh, Minnesota wild. Um, as we know, the wild won game one, three to zero. I did not get to watch it guys. Um, I read up a little bit on it, but guys fill me in uh, the wild one, one to zero. That's an impressive or three to zero. That's an impressive uh, first game for them. Is it not? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I did watch the game. Um, it was one of those things where, like, I really didn't want – I really didn't want to watch the game. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to get sucked into it. I didn't want to get all hopeful and, you know, the Minnesota Wild were actually going to pull off this <laughs> best of five series. I didn't want to believe it. And uh, sure enough, I tuned in and I grabbed a beer. And uh, I, I sat down and started watching this game. And the thing about the Minnesota Wild is they're playing a young team that doesn't have the playoff experience mm-hmm. – they missed playoffs last year. Um, they their rookie their rookie pick last year finished second uh, for rookie of the rookie of the year oh, voting. Okay. Um, and then, uh, or actually, I, say, I should say two years ago now. Um, and then their rookie uh, Elias Peterson um, he won rookie of the year last year. So I mean, the Canucks are young. Um, they're good, but they're young. And so, just the Wild made the playoffs the last. I don't even know. I don't even remember. 2011, 2012 was the last time the Wild missed the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Like the Wild are just, they're just always in the place. And so um, that's, that's kind of the difference is like, we have key pieces that have been on the Wild while they were in the playoffs. And the the guys that we've been picking up, like Ryan Hartman, uh, Matt Zuccarello, and even Kevin Fiala, they have playoff experience as well because they're coming from teams that are winning hockey games. Um, So anyway, that was kind of the difference in game one. 
was we had these young guys on the Canucks that like the top six forwards, the first three, the first two lines, I should say, mm-hmm. of the Vancouver Canucks had five shots on goal total. Five wow. shots in an entire 60-minute game, um, which is not a good look. But And the other thing is I think the Canucks had 24 shots through probably around the second period or at least halfway through the second period. They had 24 shots on goal. 17 of those shots were coming from defensemen at the point. <laughs> So the thing with that is like you're relying on they're trying to get these screens in front of the net, which I don't blame them for doing that. Alex Stalock was our starter that night, uh, and he's just not a tall guy. <laughs> and I don't know how to say it. He's definitely a short king, mm-hmm. okay? And God bless him for that, but he's not a tall, big presence in net. And so having a guy, if you have a guy that's six four, six five, he's going to be able to screen him right in front of the yep. net. Um, yep. And so. Yeah, I mean, the Minnesota Wild, they showed up. They played hockey. They played physical. Um, they got sticks in the they got sticks in the passing lanes, and they just really played shutout defense. And, I mean, the three goals that they scored, um, the first kind of trickled in. It was Kevin Fiala from the mm-hmm. point, like two or three seconds into a power play. They literally won the draw, passed it over to him. He took a slapper, and uh, it went off of Markstrom, their goalie, and kind of, it's kind of sneaked in. Um, just kind of dribbled in. And uh, so it like, I think it went right under his arm if I remember right. But um, so that was the first goal of the game. And then we had uh, a pretty nice play. Both of our goals were power play yeah. goals. And then we had an empty yep. net. So, I mean, like Spurge. it was solid. We played well. It was a solid game. Um, and it was very physical. We shut them, we shut them down defensively, which is a lot of fun to watch. Um, it was very old school hockey. And then that was the thing too, is like the wild, uh, actually swept the not swept. They almost got swept. I should say they were down three to one uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. I want to say in like two thousand three. Okay. Um, and so you know they always talk about the Indians or the Warriors <laughs> going the three one. But the Canucks. Were like Whoa! My bad. No, you're good. <laughs> um, no, but like the the Canucks blew a three one lead against the Minnesota Wild seventeen years ago. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't really know that either. I was looking it up because someone, one of my friends, uh, my friend who's a Blues fan, was asking me like, "This is like a big rivalry then." Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Well, you guys played the Canucks, and I guess the Canucks is just like a big rivalry." And like, I knew there's a pipeline of players that have played for both the Canucks yeah. and the Wild, so I mean. That's not surprising, and actually, they have a lot of they've had a lot of Minnesotans play for the um, Canucks in recent years. But um, no, we we beat the Canucks in a uh, it was a three to one series, and we beat them in two thousand three, and then we went into the conference. We beat the we beat the Avalanche in seven mm-hmm. games in overtime. Yep. Remember uh, that? Game winner. Yeah. Oh God, classic. <laughs> I don't honestly, honestly, we shouldn't have beat. I think it was like Peter Forsberg. Joe Sackick and uh, Patrick Waugh. We definitely should not have beat no. them uh, when we did and how we did, but we did in seven games in overtime. And then we ended up playing against Vancouver and falling down three to one and then overcoming that and then getting swept by the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim in, which is ridiculous, number one, that they named themselves the Mighty Ducks yeah. of Anaheim and not just the, the Anaheim Ducks, but whatever. Mighty. Uh, I get that Disney's close and whatever <laughs> else, but... And, like, and then they... I mean, honestly, if there was a movie, if there was a movie title, I could just name a hockey team after, I get it. Yeah, and then they come you know? and shoot their movie um, in our state. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, 
that's kind of where this rivalry would stem from. But also, I mean, it can't be a very like fresh rivalry if it's you know seventeen years in the making. Yeah. Uh, if it's 17 years coming, I should say. But, no, the Minnesota Wild, I mean, they're playing old-school hockey. They're playing like they did in 2003. We just have these old Grizzly veterans with, you know, some guys. I mean, it's crazy to me that Miko Koivu plays on our third and fourth yeah. line. Uh, it's absolutely crazy to me. But he he does, and he just owns – he does what he has to do. Gets, gets in the way and gets the puck, and that's all you have to do. So, I mean, uh, we have a big game tonight against the Canucks again, and uh, I'm going to – Go a little. I'm gonna go a little bit of a hot take here. I think we take it to a really? lead. Um, the Canucks were. I mean, they're good. They're a good hockey team, and I'll give them all the credit in the world. They're definitely a, sneak, a sleeper pick out of the you know Western Conference, at least the Pacific Division. Um, so I mean, they made the playoffs, and they're higher seed than us. So God bless them. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, they're not gonna win okay. tonight. It's gonna be a three to two hockey wow. game. The uh, Canucks are going to come back. They're going to fight. They're going to put up a good fight. It's going to be chippy. It's going to be physical. But at the end of the day, I think Minnesota's veterans and their skilled players are going to go in there. They're going to get pucks deep, and they're going to get pucks to the net, and they're going to score. Absolutely. That's a a huge take, Andy. I like that because, you know, last week you said, you know, if they're going to win, they're going to have to just play old-school gritty hockey. So you had to be just extremely happy with that victory because, as you're saying, and, you know, by watching the game, it was just old-school pound and grind hockey and it wasn't it wasn't pretty by any means and they got it done and that's all you really have to ask for yeah. well the thing about hockey is that it doesn't have to be pretty true no it's better when it's greasy, <laughs> greasy. That's greasy bastards out there <laughs> exactly there's people that haven't cut their hair and shaved in months and i just that is it. that is awesome tyler how do you uh how do you feel about the wild did you uh did you expect that win or were you kind of uh kind of in the same boat um, I mean, you know, uh, you have to, you have to expect it as a fan, but you have to have cautious optimism. Um, you know, I guess the big thing for me was I expected JT Miller to have to, to just to do more in that first game. And he really didn't. Um, and I think the key for tonight will be making sure that we keep him in check. You know, I mean, leading that team in goals, um, uh, most points, most assists. I mean, he's kind of the focal point of that offense. Um, you know, keeping him in check, I think, is the is the key. But I think the Wild are set up well enough on defense that I think they should be able to, you know, if they keep playing that smash mouth type hockey and just, uh, you know, like Andy said, get get sticks in passing lanes, they should be able to to keep that Vancouver offense in check. I mean, obviously, when you uh, when you shut out a professional hockey team, you've yeah. uh, you've played good defense oh, yeah. because even 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 a bad team. Everyone on that roster is still a professional hockey player. Absolutely. They didn't get there for no reason. And Vancouver is certainly not a bad hockey team either. So to go out there and get that shutout win, um, that's good for the defense. You know, that's obviously got to give the, you know, you got to give credit to the goaltending. Um, you know, I was, I was happy with that, with that game. We'll see uh, what happens tonight as well. Okay. You think they uh, win tonight as well, Tyler? <sighs> you know, I, I, We'll see. We'll see. I think they do. I think they do. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if Vancouver made it a tough one. I mean, I, I would expect Vancouver to make it a tough one. They're not. They're not going to roll over. No, not when you know. Take the night off tonight. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> try to get revenge. Honestly, I would just hate to see Vancouver try to get revenge, and we go, you know, two zero in the series, and then they yeah. sweep us. Which, honestly, if the Minnesota Wild were going to play in a playoff series, that's probably what they would have in store. So. I mean, yeah. I have all the optimism in the world. Don't get me wrong, but come on, let's just let's they, just get it done. They take the series, Andy. 
I think they take the series. Absolutely, it might be four games. I don't. I don't think they can pull it off in three. I would love to be that optimistic or that confident, I should say, and say that the Wild sweep the series in three games. But I see this going four games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we take a two zero series lead and then blow, not blow a game, but lose a game. You know, even if we lost a game four to two or three to one somewhere in there, I would be pretty comfortable going into a game four against Vancouver in Edmonton. Okay, good. I like that. I like that optimism. I, uh, I'm, I'm hoping so too. I really, really hope they can piece it together and, uh, you know, move on. Yeah, uh, Tyler, do you think they're going to take this series? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a Minnesota yeah. fan. Yeah. I have to say, I have, yeah. to say yes. I have to say yes. I can't, I can't say that I expect, uh, you know, Vancouver, it's not like they were, uh, it's not like they were the best team in the Western conference finals. I think if the wild, uh, you know, stick to their guns, we've got enough players that we can count on. seems like our goaltending has been, I mean, it was solid enough, obviously, in game one, but even back in the regular season, it was solid enough. I think if the Wild, you know, stick to their identity and just uh, play good hockey, I think I think they take the series, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That is good to hear, guys. I uh, All for it. I'm rooting for the Wild. I'm going to watch a little bit of the game tonight. I'm not going to be able to watch the full game, kind of a late, late slot for them tonight. That's understanding, considering where they're at. Um, guys, I don't mean to backtrack, but we did forget to do one thing. I want to talk about it really quick. We're we're already past an hour, so we do got to try to wrap this one up. But I got to talk about the fact that there was a drone delay oh my God, today. Yeah. What? We didn't even. We just blew right past that. Yeah, a drone delay in 2020. Yeah, what? of course there was. was the Why not? 2020 thing. So okay, we were <laughs> we kind of talked about this when we were talking about Matt Whistler's wife. And she mm-hmm. absolutely is gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. And Beauty. Like, of course, that reminded me of Audra Martin, which Audra, <laughs> if, you are, if you are listening to this, I'm moving to Edina at the end of the month. Please <laughs> call me. Please. Andy, I got to say something. I got to say something. I think Audra took the off season and uh, and uh, used some of that money to um, enhance some some things. It was probably, and, uh, it was probably it, her personality. You're right. But, I, uh, I think you're right. Yes. Let's say she enhanced her personality. Her personality is looking great. She definitely whitens her teeth now. Um, yes. 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 So, yeah. And then, you know, Marty Gellner had a good point, which. I love Marty. I love Marty, too. She's the best. Um, <laughs> such mom. Such yes. mom. Such oh, I would love. Yeah. So love if I ever get sick for her to just come and bring me like chicken little soup and some Sprite. Like that'd be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> um, they were talking about, you know, it was kind of weird. So that was like the only point in the game. I watched the end of the fourth inning. Uh, I was just in between, mm-hmm. you know, running errands and doing laundry or whatever. And I turned on the game. And so it was the end of the fourth inning. It was like, okay, we're going to go out and play some defense. We had two outs in the bottom of the fifth in- or the top of the fifth inning. And <laughs> Buxton just like runs off the field, and then all the other twins are like, "Fuck, we gotta get out of here." And I was like, "What is going on? We gotta what go. We're happening? gonna get bombed." And they didn't know. They really didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, no. Dick and Bert did their job, but like, they didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, and no. then they, like they just hand the camera to this drone, and you're like, "Okay, <laughs> like, and." But Marty came on. She was saying that there is a federal like regulation or restriction on like aircraft within an emblem b stadium so it's three you can't be within three thousand feet what three thousand feet of an mlb of an mlb stadium while a game is going on are you sure like on the website they listed you know the twins versus the pirates no fly zone and so it's within yeah it's three hundred three thousand feet should say and within three miles of the stadium, you can't have any 
anything within the airspace. And so the drone that like was in question, I guess, came over from like a parking garage or something like that. So yeah. I imagine someone was just trying to get like just like drone footage of the game and just like got caught basically. But I mean the other well, question too, the other question too is like what if you hit a fly ball and it drills the drone? Like, then what are you going to do? Absolutely. So, I don't know. It was a very awesome like catwalk in Tampa. What was that? The catwalk in Tampa? Yeah. You got to play like the catwalk in Tampa. Yeah. And probably, I mean, maybe. I, I can't say that MLB has rules dictating how drones affecting the ball in play, uh, how that works out. Well, the thing is, okay, so I, I was in uh, a Little League of umpire for – one season and I did get selected for a state tournament, which I thought I was going to get paid for and actually turned out to be volunteer. Uh, so, a couple hot dogs I mean, for like, free. Yeah. Right. So like I got a shirt for free and they gave me lunch. Oh. So, I mean, that was worth it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, for the kids, it was priceless or like whatever I was supposed to say, but uh, yeah, all the little league <laughs> series stuff, it's all volunteer from like, like districts to super regionals huh. to the World Series itself. It's all volunteers, which is kind of cool, but like, also, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing because you get paid the whole season and then postseason starts and then they're like, oh yeah, we just don't pay you. It's just all volunteers. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of cool and it's kind of not at the same time. Um, not not knocking the Little League World Series <laughs> at any, any rate because I love it. But uh, yes. yeah, so basically what they told us was, so I got trained in by an umpire that's been an umpire for like 28 years or something like that. Just yeah, just an old vet. And so he was telling me, he was like, "Here's the thing about baseball. When you're umpiring baseball, you know the game, you know how it works, you know the ins and outs, you know it's balls and strikes, it's walks, it's home runs, whatever. Um, the biggest ones you have to make. I mean, you have to make sure of like the infield fly and whatever. Um, but basically, there is a rule, and like so, this is literally through the MLB. There is a rule." That an umpire at their discretion, they pretty much have like every situation, every outcome that you could think of in the book at this point. Because like baseball has been around for X amount of years now. Um, so they have seen pretty much everything. But they have a rule, and I don't remember the rule number off the top of my head. I want to say it was 413, but I could totally be wrong on that. But basically the rule just says whatever the umpire says is the rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you don't know what the rule is, you could just be like, ah, oh, rule 413, I say that's good, or that was an out, or, like, whatever. And then they just go, okay, well, that's what you think, you know, whatever. So it would be kind of funny in an MLB game in 20 – it would be very 2020. It would be very for after The night after a walk-off with hand sanitizer being showered <laughs> on Nelson Cruz, that, you know, the Pirates dink one off of this drone – and Buxton drops it, and then we just go, whoa, what does that mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, you're right. Like, that is about the most important Because they could easily just be like, oh, yeah, the drone interfered. It was going to be a home exactly. run. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, whatever. So, I don't know. It was a very interesting thing to happen. I obviously want to hear your guys' take on it, but, like, that's what I was thinking the whole time. It was just like, what if, what if, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I was, uh, I'm actually just watching uh, the Mets and uh, Nats right now, and it just came across the bottom. Twins Pirates get delayed by drone, and then it, you know, flashes some other stuff. It says Twins bullpen players were throwing baseballs at drone. <laughs> yeah, the ball, boy, the ball boys had to go. Oh my god, how funny is that? No, I mean, I just I thought it was so weird. I thought it was super 2020. Honestly, what I was thinking is like, is this person gonna like get arrested? Is this like a you know like a crime? Is this like a 
especially with, you know, what's been going on in 2020, especially in Minneapolis with, you know, a lot of things going on anyways. But um, yeah, is this person going to get found, get arrested? Like, how does this happen? And then uh, they interviewed Rocco and he said that uh, Jake Cave informed him that that was an extremely expensive drone. I guess Jake Cave is a big drone guy. So it, it was no joke. It was uh, it was a real deal. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. But yeah, more love. More love, more for, love for the cave, man. He he, freaking flies Absolutely, drones, and he's yeah. weird. He looks like Mike Stud, kind of. So he's he's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's the caveman. Um, Ty, what did you? I have never that? heard that before. But that's, really? That's pretty, that's pretty spot on, honestly. No, he, he looks like Mike exactly. Stud. With a he's beard. like a little yeah. older. <laughs> yeah, and like Mike Stud loves baseball too. So someone should maybe one of us should maybe be uh, tweet at them and get those two connected and uh, see where they go. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Stud, man. But yeah, guys. I would love to see I would love to see a Jake Cave Mike Stud collab. I would listen to that no matter what. I would too. Throw in a little uh Marcus Stroman in there too. And you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you got please. yourselves a little uh I bet Trevor Make could rap. I honestly I bet Trevor Make. Oh, absolutely. And it would be the dorkiest thing. It'd be like Fortnite and uh just all Fortnite stuff. It'd be goofy. Yeah. It'd be goofy. Uh but yeah, guys, a couple closing thoughts. Um twins look great. They're off to uh Best start in franchise history. Sorry if you're hearing some sirens going by. It's uh, it's uptown for you. Oh, my dogs are losing their shit, dude. It's fine. It's probably just a toad up. Oh, that sounds a lot nicer than, like, a shooting or something. <laughs> sounds nicer than sirens. Yes, I'm, yes. I, I know. But, no, guys, uh, thanks for joining the show today. Um, this was a great little piece. We, uh, we're, we're near 70 minutes. I think we could talk for two, three hours, guys. But, you know, we got to wrap this one up. This is Ketter Twin Talk live from the 612 in apartment 202. Special thank you to the boys in the 218 bringing in the hockey 